Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode, we're re-engaging the Focus Series. But today, we're asking the question, and more so answering the question, why am I a Christian? Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the party, Fuller. What's going on, buddy? Um, we blooped really bad. We did. <laughs> is it a bloop? Is a blooper? If, a, if you if you actively do a blooper, is it called a bloop? It's a blipper. <laughs> so we already tried this episode yes. like another time, and I hit the unmute button too fast, and you hear Fuller going, uh, like in the middle of the intro. <laughs> well, I was being silly during and the I intro, caught you. and you got me again. There's been so many times where I've unmuted you too I'm gonna fast. I'm going to take the board away from you. We're going we're gonna to flip-flop here, buddy. Or there was the one time where I I forgot we were not muted and I started saying stuff. Okay. But not to call you out, but oh, oh shoot. What did I do? During the witchcraft and wizardry episode. What did I do? Let's just say that everybody needs to go watch the YouTube video. Could you like pull a like napkin out of your pocket and you're like picking your nose with the napkin. Is it, no, is it actually on the it's, YouTube video? It's on the YouTube Shut video. Shut up. <laughs> She's just like, what is he doing? No, Mark, don't. don't. Oh, Mark. <laughs> Sorry to call you out. Shut brother. up. I On the witchcraft and wizardry episode, I'm I'm digging for gold. You're digging for you're digging for solid gold with your napkin. At least you had a napkin around your finger. I that mean, wasn't just like finger deep. I, I was like, please don't eat it. Please don't eat it. <laughs> I mean, better than Evie. Like my, my, like my daughter still stuck her thumb and then prick her nose with the other finger. I have a picture of it. Yeah, it's weird. When she was sitting with me, she was but doing so, it. But so, fun fact, apparently I picked my nose on public YouTube videos. Yeah. If that does not give you enough reason why you should go watch our YouTube channel, <laughs> I don't is, know what does. This is real talk. <laughs> I'm trying to gain some interest here in the YouTube channel. Oh, my so. goodness. Well, hey, go you check don't, out Mark. You don't, we don't need content. We need Mark being an idiot well, on our YouTube channel. You, That's what we need. You've caught me in my blippers. <laughs> I've caught you in your blooper. <laughs> in my booger blooper, but either way, it was dude. funny because I, oh, I haven't watched or listened to an episode. So the one time you watch. Season. And Janelle goes, Janelle and her dad go, hey, let's watch the podcast. And I'm like, all right. I said, it's kind of, it's really awkward for me to watch myself yep. and listen to myself. So like I was reading the book and then Janelle's like, he, he's not going to do that, is he? And I look up and here you are. I'm like... <laughs> Don't do it. Don't eat it. <laughs> well, I think this is proof that we all need to learn to laugh on ourselves a little bit. Yeah, sorry to call you out, brother. <laughs> was that the beginning or was that the like was that the fun facts with Fuller part? Like No, I think it was Did I just forget that we were on camera? You must have, because I don't know. You like and then you like stuck it in your pocket. I, guess. I mean, I was dealing with a bad cold that night. You were, but it was Yeah, I'm gonna find it and show it to you. I'm gonna like take a snapshot of it and send it to you. And we're going to post it all over social media. That's not, that's, that's embarrassing. It's almost as embarrassing oh, as the fact that we're not drinking coffee again tonight. Well, we started off drinking coffee because we batch record, as we've said multiple yep, times. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and now you're drinking the Lachai. I'm drinking a tangerine. Not not the, not the pommel mousse. What is that? Uh, Pompel? Pompel mousse? It sounds like poop mousse. I always thought it was like pample mousse. That's what we That's why I was playing around. You caught me earlier in the blipper. And you're saying pample le mousse? I said, look right, pample le mousse. And you went, oh, man. We got to restart. But no, it's grapefruit. That's that. But that's my favorite one. The grapefruit, the pample mousse is my favorite LaCroix right now. LaCroix orange. But I'm rocking tangerine. What are you rocking, though? I'm rocking in the aha lime and watermelon well right now i have a side part skinny jeans and drinking Lacroix. so if that's not millennial i don't know what is you know anything that i just said right now no there's a fight on tiktok about how gen z is all about like how to spot a millennial you look for skinny jeans a side part and like they listed other things and i'm like well first off i'm not taking fashion advice from someone who eats tide pods Second, I'm basically that. a Gen Z anyway, so it's kind of just funny. <laughs> we I'm on that we don't eat line. Tide Pods. We smoke bath salts. <laughs> That's true. Us so, millennials, we were weird. Bath salt dude in Florida? Oh, that was some weird crap. That was the but witch, witchcraft way, Anyway, We are back, ladies and we gentlemen. Are, and you know what we have? We, we brought have, the app again. We have question in a box. So, Do you remember the old, like, out of the box? Out of the box. 
out of the box. Is on PBS. Was that? It uh, was it called Out of the Box? I don't know. It was just wasn't wasn't how the jingle went? Out of the box? Or am I? <sighs> yeah, but ding, I, I ding, thought ding, it was. Ding, I thought I thought it was out of the box. Man, I just said like out I thought. Out I thought. I'm a. You good? Yeah, you yeah. good? <laughs> I guess you good? I'm repeating myself. Anyways, um, I thought it was part of someone had a another too much Taco Bell before podcasting. I didn't, I didn't have any Taco Bell. I know, Bell. it's just funny to make fun of you and Taco Bell, because you love Taco Bell. I do love me. Anyways, so let's go with the good friends this time. I'm oh, gonna be, we're gonna, we're okay. Gonna, we're going to go with good friends. All right, here's the question. Are you ready? Get off your phone. I'm looking out of the box song. It actually oh. was the out of the box from, uh, was it, I don't know if it was Disney or, yeah, old school Disney, out of the box. All right. Anywho, we were kids. Keep going. All right, I'm ready. So this is the friends category? Well, yeah, I'm not, yeah, but I'm not going to ask you. This. I'm going to ask you this question, but I already know the answer to both of them. I know both of our answers. Okay, okay, okay. Because we're smart. We're okay. smart married men. Okay, I'm ready. What is the most beautiful thing you have ever seen? Besides my, myself? My wife. <laughs> you mean besides myself? Wow. Who's that sexy thing standing Beth, in the mirror? Beth, if you need directions oh, right, to the that's courthouse. Me. <laughs> staring in the mirror. Like, yeah, that's making trainer song. Anyways. That's that's my girl's favorite song Anyways, right we're now. But anywho, most beautiful thing I have ever seen, yes, is my wife. Yeah, see. I told you. All right, so we're going to move on to the next one. What aspect of yourself are you most insecure about? Oh. What aspect of myself am I most insecure about? Yeah. Oh. Dude, that's Man, we're getting personal. How did did we go from the most beautiful thing I've ever seen to what are you insecure about? You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'll I'll be real on real talk. Okay. I'm most insecure about my weight. Really? I'm a fat kid. I always have been. So I make fun of myself. You, but you all, you've always joked that you're the fat kid. Because I to hide my insecurity. I'm weird like that. Really? Yeah. When I'm awkward, when, when there's an awkward thing, or I just joke because I don't know what else to do. That's fair. So, yeah, that's mine. I think mine honest. would be is the fact of when I'm with people, I do, do do people actually like me or they just show me pity? I think that's, I'm most insecure about my relationship so with others. Like, do people actually want to be with me right now? That's one thing I'm very insecure about. I want to be with you. Here, let me let, let me move the mic in here real close. There Hugs. you go, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, yep. That's but that's one thing. the The other thing, I think, part of it too is, even though I talk a lot, I'm not great with words. Like I can't say certain words, like Sith grader or ask. I have to emphasize the k- or I cuss on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fumble over my words a lot. So that's yeah, right. Do you know what I noticed I do on the podcast what? after watching a little you bit pick of that? your nose? No, that's me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> what no. am I most insecure about? People seeing me pick my nose. When I, when I listen to you intently, I do this. I like stare off into space and like, I get this like just completely blank look. I'm intentionally listening. You look like you had some melatonin, but I'm looking like I'm either high on drugs and like, I don't care what you're saying. Cause I'm like, I'm literally looking off in the distance just like this and going, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. And so, I say right a lot. Right, 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 right. right. All the time. Um, it's really stupid of me. I caught an, I, I caught one of my filler words. I don't remember what it was. And I said it to Beth and she was like, yeah, I was going to tell you that because you say it a lot. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no. See, what happened was, no, I don't, there's a phrase. I know I'm going to say it in this episode. And when I do, I'm going to stop and say, that's the word. That's that's my that's my Janiel's, thing I say all the time. Janiel's pointed out a few of our our filler words. Our filler words? Yeah, she's like, yeah, Mark says that all the time. Oh, you say that all. Mark says that. Oh, you say that all the time. Yep. I'm like, well, we just suck then. <laughs> but we do not say um a lot. No, no, we do not. Nope. That's one thing we have worked very hard. But not you to know, do. um. Uh, <laughs> but um. Anyways, that's interesting. That was a really good question. What are we most insecure about? It is. That's it, a really good question a, to get to know each look, other. See, I'm looking bit. down, like not at the camera. I'm looking at the tripod. Yep. I'm just I, I randomly look different places other than the camera or you. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through right now. Did you just say that's really cool? <laughs> That's a filler he, word right there. When I don't totally know what to say, I just I didn't pay attention what, I what you said. Because I was like, looking to make sure. So that's cool, man. Like, uh, <laughs> well, I'm looking because again, people, we don't have a review. No reviews. No reviews. And I was looking through my Instagram DMs to see if I caught anything. Now, this isn't a review. This was just a funny conversation because back in middle of February, I posted a story where it's it's one of those like um, change my the, mind. the change my mind ones where it's church coffee is never good. Change my mind. 
And I posted it, and wow. one guy wrote back, and he's like, we have refinery coffee at my church. Like, refinery well, from Goshen, what? that's what they drink at their church. Everybody can't be boochy like you. No. I mean, we boochy. at our church, we have kingdom growers. We drink kingdom yeah, growers. It's right. a little weak, but every all the proceeds go toward digging wells If overseas. Riverside would, you know, throw a little money RTC's way, they could uh, drink some RTC coffee at church and buy a big roaster that I could roast 28 pounds at a time. Oh, that'd be pretty dope. I found one the other day, a roaster. That roasts twenty eight pounds at a time, two thousand dollars. So um, we need a church. computer. We need, we need a new computer so our live stream doesn't look so glitchy. So it's like, like it looks great on the camera, but when you look Again, there, yeah, that doesn't I, look good. I never knew it was that glitchy until I watched the episode, and it was like, we're trying, guys, but we have literally oh, no man. money. So I'm just Zero. gonna throw it out there. If someone has like seven hundred bucks for us to buy a new cam or a new uh, new computer for us to work. Yo, send it. We need it. <laughs> or just send us the computer. Mac Mini. Mac Mini. Well, I want a Mac Mini that's, because that's what we're using right now. We're using an old one and it ain't going so well. So You know what? It is what it is. The Lord will provi it's, provide. I mean, we can't provide tax giving statements because we're not a non-for-profit. But we're not a anything. We're not even a for-profit. We're, we're not even. We're a hobby. We're a hobby. hobbyist. We're hobbyists. If you want to go to the tax world, that's true. We're that's true. We're hobbyists. But either way, and actually, if we were a business, that's, we, what, that's we, what I say. But either way, I say that one oh. all the time. But either way, but either way, anyways. Yep. Told you I was so, going to say it. So you, either way, there you go. I said it. So you, you, okay, I got another one. That's okay. yours. I just at the end of the day, you say that a lot. At the end, at the end of the day, day. Yep. So at the end of the day, I say that one. I say that <laughs> at the end of the day, and that's that's not my closing thought. So anyways, but, you know. <laughs> so anywho, so we've already got to know us a little bit. We've yes, we've yes. confessed that we're not drinking coffee again. My coffee, my, my coffee, brothers and sisters. I'm sorry. You have to forgive us for our trespasses. Oh, go back to last week's episode. There you go. But today we're talking about the question of, and I not even really a question. It's more of a statement of why am I a Christian? So no, why are you Christian Fuller? Like that, that's, that's a question that, that is, it's like, so why are you a Christian? You know, I've been, this is a thought that popped up in my head. Um, when I was driving around, so we, we did our, Beth and I did our engagement photos and family photos and I had to drive for like two and a half hours. It was, it was a ridiculous day. Um, so I had a lot of time to think in the car. So I was like, you know, I, I, I listen to the, uh, the unbelievable podcast all right. the time with Justin Bryant. We talk about it where they pit normally a believer and unbeliever together and they have these conversations mm -hmm. and it's not always just an unbeliever. No, yeah. Sometimes they do like progressive Christianity yeah. versus like re reformation. Or, or, they, or they've done like a young earth creationist versus old, um, earth. old earth or, or theistic evolution. Like right. they do all these different conversations and I love it because it keeps you to think. I've said right like six times. Now. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not right. Um, all right. All right. So, all right. See, I'm right there with you. There you go. Um, but in these conversations, you know, they always come back to, of. Uh, you know, there's two people who are going against the one. A lot of times, it's normally a Christian and like an atheist or an agnostic or a um, universalist or something like this in terms of all these different things. And they're always going against each other. And I was starting to think, I'm like, okay, so if one of these guys came against me and said, so Mark, why are you a Christian? Why do you believe what you believe? Don't you see this and 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 this? And I said, okay would I be able to concisely answer why I'm a Christian? Mm. And more than just you and I, because this is one of those things where, and I'm not trying to put us on a different pedestal or a different plane, Well, maybe. but there's a lot of people out there. We we were one at one time where you grew up in the church, and if someone said, why are you a Christian? This is a big Catholic answer. So if you grew up Catholic, this is a big one. Of Why are you a Catholic? And the answer is like, well, I was born into the church, and I was baptized in the church. Mm. That's why I'm a Catholic. And that times a lot of goes into the, the Protestant world as well. Why are you, why are you in the... Why are you a Christian? It's like, well, that's just what I am. That's just what we do, right? Now, I, I understand that in the culture we're living in, it's kind of like a post-Christian world where the upcoming generation is the first generation where their parents, the millennial, older millennials, did not go to church and have a church background. Not necessarily. Well, it's the most post-Christian we've ever been. Uh, I think no? it's hit or miss. Well, either way, I mean, anyways, either yeah. way, that's the other thing I say. I say either way a lot. There you go. Um, <laughs> we're going to totally, this pick. is going to be so we're, bad. We're going to nitpick the crap out of ourselves <laughs> this episode. And I promise I will try not to pick my nose. Um, you can pick your, you can't, it was, you I can't, can't resist. You can't pick your family, but you can pick your nose. Um, there he was, he touched his nose. goodness. That's a, it's anyways, a, it's a man, but either way, but, but answering this question, I'm like, okay, so, uh, you know, maybe there's someone out there in listener land where they're, they're young, they're a teenager, or maybe they're a young adult, maybe they're an older an older folk, the boomers or the Gen X or whatever. And at the end of the day, they're like, you know what? If someone came up against me and said, why are you a Christian? I don't know if I could give a right answer or not just the right answer, but I don't know if I could actually give a solid reason besides just the fact of, oh, it's just what I believe. 
So I figured, it, I, I don't know how long this conversation is going to be. I literally, if you look at this, I see. besides a couple notes, I, I only had, like, I walked in with four questions. That's it. I, I see that. And then you walked with like with three a bunch quotes, of quotes, three quotes to wrap it. it up. Wow. So this is a true conversation that I want you we, and I to have. We both just did like two. We did. <laughs> it's because we're lazy. Not really. Not really. No, but at the end of the day, I, I figured this would be kind of fun for you and I to talk a little bit, Fuller, about like, you know, this is, this is kind of for us to share our hearts a little bit. All like, right. you know, in the first episode, we talked about uh, the very, very, very first. Back first, on back, back, way on back. Back, way on back. The very first episode was, um, it was we basically told our stories and can God still use us? Wasn't that, I don't remember what the exact title of the very <sighs> first episode I'm gonna was. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. It's not never Note, I don't think. Yeah, but I thought, oh, no, it wasn't. So we right. didn't use Evernote at first. Oh, we were just using like, the like first te- Apple Notes or whatever. Yeah, we used like, I like wrote stuff down on pieces of paper. Back in the juvenile days. Um, but but either way, in the very first the episode, day. you know, we, we shared our stories with the people yeah. a little bit. So if you yeah. ever heard the first episode, the quality is not as good. But at the end of the day, hey, our stories are still bad. there. But, you know, it's been a long time since you and I just sat down, brother to brother. And just had a conversation. And just had a conversation about, you know what, Fuller, so why are you a Christian, bro? We kind of did that last week with forgiveness. But, yeah, does my past affect my future was episode one. Right, because we've all talked about our past. August 1st, 2019. Yeah. Dang. It's been almost two years, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, so I figured this would just be a good question, a conversation of, you know, so when did you become a Christian? Why are you a Christian? And these are the, the these last two are the ones that I think about a lot is, are there any parts of Christianity that you personally struggle with? Mm. And then the last question is, what's one thing you wish unbelievers knew about Christians? So that's it. So Fuller, I'm curious, bro. Oh, bro. So when did you, when, when would you say, you know, when did you decide to follow? When did you dis- when did you realize that you were part of the elect? I have decided. Oh, I thought that was right. That now. was beautiful. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. You um, that. No, I should have put some reverb on your voice. No, let's let's. Not I can put some it. reverb. You're gonna t- watch this. I have decided to follow Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, all righty then. We're back to normal. We're back to normal. <laughs> but so so, so seriously, folks. No, so, so when did when did you decide to follow Jesus, bro? So I was baptized in. Uh, it was September 14th, 1997. Dang. I was five, bro. So I was eight years old. Back when you were a young whippersnapper. Back, back, back on way back on. In my day, well, we actually had a baptismal in, <laughs> in the church. Y'all weren't wearing those skinny jeans and having them. I actually clothes. was baptized uh, at, uh, well, it's now uh, Deer Run. First Church of Christ. Oh, over there in Ironwood. Yeah. That, so they were originally, they weren't there. They were down this way off of Miami. I don't think I knew that. Okay. Back in the day. So before they moved buildings, you right. were baptized there at eight. Right. Back in 1997, September 14th. I still have my certificate. I wasn't given a certificate. But that doesn't mean I fully understood what the Christian life entailed. Okay. Um. That probably wasn't until 2014 when I like, so I like, I grew up in church. I was baptized at eight. I went through life being raised by Christians and first generational Christians. And, uh, yeah, I mean, do the church world. And then, then I started to slip because I started going off on my own and being my rebellious stage. Mm. That's when I got into drugs and, Premarital Drugs sex and, and, sex and, and partying. Yeah, so everything else that... Down in Florida. Yeah, so that was uh, that was all probably started taking place about 2009. So there's like a five-year stretch where I wasn't making my calling an election share. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode. I'm a, I'm a four-point Calvinist, so, you know, <laughs> I believe that I was always predestined um, to be the elect, but because I'm not God... I don't know if I am predestined, so I have to make sure my calling election sure. By, but but anyway, but you were anyways, you yeah. were not living the way you should be. Living. I was definitely not. So um, yeah. So when did I become a Christian? I I mean, I had the faith. I did the confession. I was baptized. I was, um, I mean, I fully believed in '97. So, but I've had some oopses along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that would be my answer. That's cool. I, would, I had my reawakening in 2014. Your reawakening. I like it. You know, this is a, yeah, it's always a hard it's question a hard to one. answer. Because, you know, I look back and if someone said, so, Mark, when did you decide to follow Jesus? I said, well, I realized the reality of everything when I was eight. 
mm-hmm. like you, third grade. Um, so it's eight or nine, something like that. And, you know, my dad had on a, a Southern Gospel album. And on that album, it was a song playing. And it was, a, I've talked about it on the podcast. It wasn't a bad, you're going to go to hell and burn if you don't follow Jesus. But it's the fact that when Jesus comes back, this is what it's going to be like. I can't wait to be with Jesus. And I'm like, yo, um, I don't know if I'm going to be with Jesus, dad. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, and this was right after Awana. So, you know, I grew up in the church, uh, Christian school. Mom was a Christian school teacher. Dad was a deacon uh, and basically old school Baptist deacon. So he was an elder. He wasn't just a deacon deacon. Um, yeah. So he was head of the head of the deacon board by the age of like 28, 29, something like that. Nuts. Absolute crazy. So I grew like I was birthed in the church. Right. And so, you know, eight years old, I would say that's definitely was it. And I didn't get baptized until I was probably 12. I was sixth. There you go. Sixth grade. I was in sixth grade when I got baptized. And, but you know what, dude, I look back and it's like, I had some really rough patches, you know? Like, I mean, I would say I got serious about my face when serious about my faith when I was 16. Um, when I was a sophomore, junior, somewhere in that gap, that's when I started getting really for serious. And then for serious, uh, for serious. And then I decided that I was going to pursue full-time ministry when I was around 17, um, between that 16 to so somewhere that 16 to 18, 18 realm. But you know, it's like at the end of the day, you know, I still struggled with sin after that. And I still dealt with all the, all the various things, um, whether it was, you know, controlling my temper, whether it was controlling my words, whether it was keeping my hands to myself, um, or all these other different things, you know, and, and I've always looked back and I go, okay, so when was I saved? Was I ever really saved? Did I actually get saved when I was 16? When I said, God, no, I'm going to follow you with whatever you want me to do rather than when I was eight. So I'm like, oh shoot, do I need to get baptized again? So honestly, I struggled with that over the years. So you've struggled with the Armenius debate. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you know, so I, if someone said, Mark, so when did you become a Christian? I was like, you know, I, 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 I realized who Jesus was and who I was not without him at the age of eight baptized when I was about 12 and then actually started getting for serious at 16. So that's kind of that. That's where my history kind of goes right there. Okay. So, well, I mean, what I would say to both of us, right? We both sound like we have similar stories, except for I went a little bit more extreme. <laughs> I don't know what drugs are besides Tylenol and ibuprofen. I went, I went way more extreme and for at a lot older age and for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, the thing I come back to is that even the demons know that God is God and, and right. believe, but there's a difference. They don't there, put their faith in following Jesus. There's something that separates that because they're fallen angels because of them i mean they believe god is god they understand who he is Mm -hmm. matter of fact they still obey him you know when jesus says hey go like (laughs) they went they go (laughs) they went so um the 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 term when did i become a christian i think that's more of like it's hard it's hard to define because if you really think about it like to me i would say i was a christian because i was i believe that i'm elected a God, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a path that God set me on that I was going to turn to him. He knew I was, you know, I was going to turn to him because of the, the influence he would have and he would direct me and things would happen to me. But yet he always went out after the lost sheep. Right. Cause I'm one of his. And so <clears throat> when was I a Christian? Well, I believe we're talking about an, an issue of time. And so if we're talking about an issue of time, I'd probably say 2014, but if we're talking a position of God, I've always been. Hmm. I've always been his child because I'm elect, I believe. I believe one of them, one of his sheep. I was born into the flock. So, so okay, so maybe this will go into the next question that, that we started the show with. When oh. we asked the four questions was, <laughs> is, you know, and you started lean, leaning into it a little bit, but more the question of, okay, so Fuller, why are you a Christian? What, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of that first Peter verse that we talked about in various various episodes where it's, Always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. Mm-hmm. Not be prepared to give an answer, but be prepared for why you have the hope. Right. So, so this is kind of the whole be prepared to give an answer. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm making sure you're prepared, bro. Mm-hmm. So if someone said, so dude Fuller, so why are you a Christian? Why did you choose this route and not another route? Mm. Like if someone asked you that just on the street, what would you say? So I go back to what I was touching on with the first question of <clears throat> that. I believe, sorry about that people. Uh, <laughs> I believe that that was beautiful. God has directed my steps, right? Mm. So 
it's not that I am a Christian because of anything that I've done, but because God has opened my eyes and revealed himself to me, right? He has directed my steps so that I would choose him. He's made my mind, my emotions, all in this funneling direct path to funnel to him. Mm -hmm. And I believe, again, I'm a, I'm a Calvinist, right? <laughs> that's that's. I mean, I believe in predestination and election. So, I believe everything that happens happens to us to direct us to a path, and that's the path to Him. And so, I'm a Christian because He has chosen me for whatever reason, nothing of my own. It's a free gift that He's done for me, and He has um, chosen, not I, but He has chosen to reveal Himself to me. Um, via the Holy Spirit. That's that's why I'm a Christian. Um, now, would you answer someone who's not a believer with that same answer? No, because that's I that's because that's the that's the truth. It's because it, I struggle with that because I believe. I mean, there's, well, there's a difference you know. between talking. Um, how often do we talk Christians? You know, I throw out justification, sanctification. You know, would I say that to a uh, unbeliever? No, no. They're gonna be like, uh, what? What are those words? Like, justified? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> justice? Yeah, I, I, okay, I understand that, but like, yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit of Christian. And, and also, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can look back and see, look behind you, and see all the ways God has brought you here. But I would explain to the person. I'd say, look, God has directed your steps to this time, mm. this this place, this meeting right here. God has directed your steps through your entire life has led to this moment. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, take my hand. Now, God has directed you to this, so now it's, are you going to say yes or no? I mean, God already knows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm called to preach the gospel, the good news, right? But that's just because I'm supposed to obey. There's an obedience factor, right. and I think that's why we have to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, But I would say, yeah, hey, this is your moment in time. Choose today whom you're going to serve. Right. And uh, and that's where I would leave it. So, so do you think some of the conversation nowadays goes, okay, well, cool. That, yeah, yeah, homie, that's good. That's good for you. But that ain't that ain't true for me. And that's where I think a lot of the the Christian atheist debate is: is we're living in a relative society. Well, uh, the truth is truth is relative to what you want, but it's not. You know? Oh, but, I agree. But it's not. We're like we know it's not, and that's what I would say. Well, that's true. So if truth is relative then if I took out my gun here and say three seconds and shot you in the head, well, I'm unjustified and it's okay. It's a just shooting because truth is relative. Hmm. Does that make sense? Or is there a line? Is there where, a line where that says is this line? is wrong and this is right, right? And where does that line come from? Well, the morality of God. God sets up the standard. Mm-hmm. Now, we like to play like we're God. Right. And we like to try to be polytheistic mm-hmm. in our ways and say, hey, I'm a God, you're a God, you know, your mom's a God. He's a God. We're all gods, which is polytheism, um, but we're not. There's one God, right? And he sets up the standards, and we've broken the standards. And when you break a standard, if you break a law in this country, what happens? If you, you kill, if you kill somebody, what happens? My butt gets thrown in jail. Your butt or death, mm-hmm. depending on if you're in a state with the death penalty. Okay, so what's going to get you out of that? Nothing, right? There's no pardon for that. Because you broke the law. You kill, You took a life, right? You destroyed something. Well, we did the same thing. <laughs> we, we destroyed something. We destroyed ourselves. Mm. We killed ourselves by our sin. And so because of that, we have to be punished. And it's nothing that, it's not a just God saying, well, I'm sending all these people to hell. It's saying, no, you did this to yourself. You made these choices. And, and because of our what, choices, Jesus had to come is, and die for us. Right, and this is what you deserve, is you deserve hell. But tell you what, make you a deal. I, I'm going to send my son to die on the cross for his sins, and he's going to pay that penalty, right? He's going to pay those debts, those all those evil things. He's paying them. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is take his hand. You have to admit, believe, and confess the ABCs, right? Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, ruler of the universe, is the one and true God. And confess. Uh, you're, you're confess d- that Jesus is Lord. Confess it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and okay. And then if you want to throw another B in there, baptize. <laughs> but <laughs> but those are the things. I mean, it, it's all about faith, right? So that's all you got to do. 
So Christ is saying, take my hand. Now it's your choice. What Are you going to take his hand or not? He, I mean, you, that you can choose that. I think God already knows what you're going to choose, and he's probably directed and shaped your mind in what you're going to choose. And, I, I mean, I don't know if I'd tell them that at right. that point. I mean, there, there's right. a way that you break it down to them. You know, you, when you're a baby. Again, it's hindsight's 2020. 20, well, right. when, you're, when you're a baby, right, we look at. Um, I mean, even the Apostle Paul, when I was a boy, I thought right. like a boy when I'm a man. Right. Well, and the Apostle Paul, was it Apostle Paul? Or was it somebody? Oh, who was it? No, it wasn't the Apostle Paul, was it? Talked about spiritual milk when you should be eating mm-hmm. spiritual meat. Well, that was Paul. Mm-hmm. So a person that's not saved, they're, they're not even babies. Do you force feed them meat? No. No, you break it down nice and simple for them, just like I just did. And then as they grow in the faith, then you start bringing in, hey, listen, you really don't. God directs your steps. God right. gives you each breath. God lets you wake up each there, morning. Oh, I wish I oh, – yeah, I didn't realize this conversation was going to go this way because the, uh, the other day on Facebook in one of the groups I'm in, I don't remember which group it was, but there was a graph. And the idea was is the fact of the, the, the more knowledge you have of how God works, the more humble you are because you understand – what the truth really is and how right. little and sinful you really are. Cause at first you're like, you know, Oh dude, God, like awesome. Thank you. I don't I, know very much, but you feel like you're like, this is awesome. But then yeah. there's a, there's a climactic point where all of a sudden you they, start they, to flip. They think that God's like a, a party gift giver and they can take the gift or not. And then as your understanding and your growth comes, you go, Oh, he was the party gift giver. And, Actually, I was just the bag that he put the party gift in. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So I yeah, like it. That's how I would. That's I mean, that's why I'm a Christian. That's how I would give an account for Christianity, and that's basically what I would share. I mean, in a nutshell, real quick. And, and this gospel. is where it's cool because I know you're very much a you're you're a heart and soul guy, and I tend to get stuck in the intellectual world. Like, uh, and that's not always a good thing. Right. Let's be honest with you; it's not always a good to get stuck in the philosophical debates. Um, well, and it's got, they've got their, they have their place, right. but, but, you know, I, I wrote down a, a few things in my head where the fact of why am I a Christian? I'm like, well, okay. So this is one of the few religions out there where it's not workspace. You know, a lot of, lot of other religions revolve around karma, the yin and the yang, the good outweighs the bad. Christianity is the fact of you can try you want, but your good ain't going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get there? Mm-hmm. There's, it's for by grace you've been saved through faith, and then it's grace all the way through. It's grace alone, through faith alone, by the scriptures alone, through Jesus alone. Like, right. it's the, all the solas. Solas scriptura. Oh, oh, to the glory <laughs> of God alone. I forgot, sola gratia. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, that's the religious base. And then more than that, Andy Stanley, I thought this was super cool. In uh, one of his recent sermon series, he goes, when someone says they're God, and then they raise again from the dead and prove it, we probably should listen to what they have to say. Maybe just a little, maybe <laughs> just, just a little bit. I, and I like that perspective because he starts with, okay, let's start with the resurrection. All right. So Jesus rose again from the dead. What does that mean? And everything goes from there because it makes sense of the old Testament and it makes sense of the new and it makes sense of what's to come. Right. You know, the, the, the problem is how are you going to prove that Christ rose from the dead? That's the first. Right. Because there's even people out there where it's like, you can give me all the quote unquote proofs you want. I'm still not going to believe it. Well, and that's where not even hard. that, but it's even hard to. With the amount we have, I mean, we do have some things that prove, but then they come back. So we go like Josephus. Well, Josephus talks about Christ, right? But then you go, well, that was later added by the church. Like the, right. the, the writings of Josephus, that portion about Christ, that was added by the Catholic church later. I mean, see, see how There's they, always these they little come up with an nooshes, excuse. Right. Yeah, all that, they'll come up with an excuse for anything. So saying, okay, well, so how you prove it? Well, at some point, it's better. At some point, you got to have that faith. Because faith is the... Um, what, what substance is it? of the things hoped for and, and the things not seen or whatever. Right, yeah. but it's it's not just a the evidence of things hoped for. Right, there you go. The thing, it bases the fact of I have a it's it's like it goes back to the uh, the uh, the Indiana Jones jumping on the bridge of I've seen enough, but you still have to make the jump. But honestly, it takes faith to be an atheist. It takes faith to be it an takes, agnostic. It, it takes, takes faith to faith. literally be anything. Right, you know. But we don't think it's faith because atheism is a baseline because. All of us are born little sinners. Right. All of us. Well, no, no one seeks after what's God. What's atheism? Atheism says, I am God. Right. Right. It's not just the fact that there is no God. And it's funny because they go, well, I don't believe in God. Well, yes, you do. You believe you are God of your own self. That's what you believe. So you believe right. you're God. So you do believe and you actually have more faith because 
you say you have control, but you don't. Because everything control. in this world comes from something, but you say at the end of the day, it all comes from nothing. Right. There's a lot of faith that you got to jump to do right. that. Yeah, a lot of faith. And that goes back to that conversation, and and that kind of goes into my my last little thing that you know that I think about a lot is you know Christianity explains how the world was created, why it's broken, and why we're in the current state that we're in. You know, you look at intelligent design, the fact of how the world was created. I mean. Even evol- modern evolutionists actually dropped, and so Christians stop using this argument. But the modern evolutionists actually will say that they believe, oh yeah, okay, sure, things did not happen by chance because it was survival of the fittest, and things got better and better and better and better and better. But at the end of the day, it's still okay. But what caused it? Right. Like, like, so where did it all? Begin? Where did it all begin? Like, it's it's a, go, our well, world is so logical. They say, well, see, these molecules from millions and billions of years ago. Started moving erratically and exploded. Right? right, like photosynthesis, how the body reheals itself. I mean, how? I mean, you can take veins out of your body and then they just figure out where to reconnect. Yeah, they like, re- redirect flow and that's some weird crap. That's we don't even understand everything. I mean, as much, and nor we never will. Right, exactly. Now so. this is the, the now again this is where science argue with the fact of we talked about this with science and faith where everything that we used to not be able to explain we just attributed to faith. So as we started to know more, it pushed faith out of the room. Actually, it's it's doing this. We think this is the illusion is that it's doing this. Right. Really, it's doing this. Exactly, right. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Is, is faith is supposed to be the foundation with science being of the room, well, not the more the we know, fight. the less we know. Right. And the more faith we have to have. Because it just keeps going. That, right, it keeps exactly. going. And that's Super the cool. thing. That's why I say faith increases at twice the speed as the knowledge increases. At least it should. That's what is it happening. Should. And a lot of scientists as I, way. As I understand the body, I don't understand why the electrical connections make the, like, the way they do. Like, you know, the, but they do. Like, right. your brain has... And, and you can create new pathways for your brain to travel? Right. With your thought process? Right. Some weird stuff, man. I mean, they understand more, but the more they understand, the less they understand. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so. crazy. And then, you know, the last thing, you know, just going back to why it is the way it is, that goes back to the moral argument of, you know, if, if, if we believe in evolution... If we believe in survival of the fittest, no one should have a problem with racism. No one should have a problem with supremacy. No one should have a problem with the poor people or this person or that person because you're just weaker. So if you don't deserve to be here, sorry. So, And I'm not saying I want to make sure I say I don't believe that. I want to make sure that's loud and clear. But I'm just saying the fact of if we all came from nothing and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It literally survival of the fittest. Why do we take care of the poor and the weak? Right. And the lonely. Right. Like, like my daughter who has cerebral palsy. Right. I If she's weak, I should not well, be making sure she's okay. Exactly. Because that's just making society weaker and we're not being able to, to evolve. But what? But what's what's the reality? We do care. Right. And the answer is, why? do why? we care? <laughs> because God cares. <laughs> now, I mean, I heard some people say where it's like, well, we shouldn't be arguing if we should or not. We just should. But, you know, my mind goes back to the moral argument of where's the baseline of morality? Because right. if it's a relative term... If in people Anything go, goes. well, it's it's the betterment of society. Great, Hitler thought getting rid of Jews was better for his society, right. but well, the whole world have, deemed that evil, and it have, is. We have a society that thinks getting rid of babies is is a good thing right now. We have, I mean, we have all sorts of stuff that is wrong, right, on this basis of God standing that we just whatever, you know. I don't, I. And, and, but but we both agree with that. The fact yeah. of where is the line, right. and so and what, who makes who makes the fact and the argument of where the line is at, like who sets the standard. If it's me, it, it's wherever does I it, want it does to it, be. Yeah, exactly. If it's just based on society and, and you know, rule of the mob, well, I can get enough people to, together and brainwash them and make them believe whatever I want. So does that mean it's right? No. Right. There's a there's a moral line. And everybody has that line they won't cross. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. There's always a line that you're not And the answer cross. is why. And it goes back to right. because we're made in God's image. Right. And so, so when I look at the question of, okay, Mark, so why are you a Christian, you know, Yes, I like like I understand spiritually my condition, and I understand spiritually what it means for God to call the elect and for those to, for Him to call unto Himself, who whom He wills, and He preordained that will be called the children of God. But on the intellectual level, for the conversation, it's the fact of it is what makes sense of the world, and you know, and this is why why I I, I got the like the the various quotes, and there's the C.S. Lewis quote. Um, and in fact, the, the way most people do it is actually wrong. I found out it is actually a wrong interpretation of his quote. But the quote that C.S. Lewis actually said is, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun is risen. 
not be, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. So the idea is the fact of Christianity. Yeah, I believe it, not just because I see it for myself, but it makes the whole world around me make sense. And, and that's kind of where I'm at with Christianity. And it's one of those things where this is where my struggle is, is, you know, I, I drive around South Bend all the time. I was thinking about that today. I'm driving around South Bend. I'm like, I probably have passed a thousand people in the last little bit between driving on the bypass, driving on Mayflower, driving on houses, all these different places. Yeah. Exactly. Like I drove by thousands of people today. How many of them have even like, do, do they even care? You know, we think of a large church nowadays as 250 people, bro. That ain't even a community. Like right. I got like a couple hundred people just within this little tiny, like couple roads that I live on, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, for us as Christians, this is where I this is where I struggle the most. Oh, I guess that goes into the next question of what do you struggle with with Christianity? Well, there you go. Is the fact of I look around at the world and I go, man, that's a lot of people. And I'm I'm one who I see the elephant and I tend to shut down. Where it's just that's a lot of work. I don't know where to begin, so I'm just gonna sit, mm. which is not the, the 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 work. And then there's other people out there where I knew a pastor who he was like bound and determined to see a million people come to follow Jesus through his ministry. He crashed and burned mm. hard because mm-hmm. he pushed so hard that he ended up losing his family over it. Mm. And it's like, that's not, that's not right either. Nope. So what do we do? And, and the Christian answer is, well, God does what God wants to do, but we're so called to go be the hands and the feet, you know, got to be the vessel. Right. And that's Willing what you used. And that's just it is, um, I didn't bring this quote here, but C.H. Virgin one time said, that it's not my job to save people. I'm only going to be held to count for if I gave the message of the gospel and how well did I present it? Like, that's what I, Ooh, LaCroix burp. That's what (laughs) I'm responsible for is did I present it? Cause you know, it's the whole idea of you can lead a horse to water, but it's up to the horse to drink. So you can even bring the horse to the water. If you want, you can soak the hose. You can soak the horse with the hose of what? Wow. That was a tongue twister. It doesn't mean he's going to drink. He can keep his mouth shut. Right. So this reminds me of a, a parable, and I'm probably not going to get it right. And I don't even remember where I Is it like a it. Jesus parable or no, a different parable? No, I don't. It's not a Jesus parable. And I don't even remember where it comes from or why I heard it or anything. Okay. And you maybe it'll spark something you, you'll remember. And I don't even know if I'm going to tell it right. But uh, there was this man, and he had two water vessels on the back of his cart. It would go a mile down the road to the well to get water in these vessels each day. And the vessels are cognizant of each other. They know that they're each other there. And one is old and broken down and has cracks through it. And one is a brand new jug, right? Okay, right. And the guy fills both jugs. Well, on the way back, the broken jug continues to lose water, right? So it's losing water because it's got cracks in it. It's old. And it's wondering, man... I wish I was like this this other vessel that has itself all together and that has no cracks and it can hold the water because I'm just losing water. And it goes back and forth. And this goes on and on and on and on. And the vessel one day asks the guy who fills the vessels, why do you continue to use me? I'm cracked. I'm broken. I, I don't, I, I don't, by the time we get back, I only have a quarter of the water that you filled me with. Why? And, he, and the guy that fills the water jug says, hey, Next time we're driving, look at the road. And as they go back to drive to get water, he looks at the road. And it, what was once a desert road is now blossomed with flowers and grass mm. because as he was traveling back and forth, he was watering. But he thought he was broken. He didn't think he was making any impact. And so that's where it kind of reminds me back on that of, <clears throat> you know, you're talking about, well, you know, it's a big thing and it's this big elephant. And to me, it's like, well, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it like I looked at it for a while. Of, Man, I'm a sinful person. I'm broken. How can I ever reach out to anybody? Like, I struggle with so much. How can I help anybody? And, and when you look at it, if you just are used by God, we don't know the purpose why. It's the journey more than it's, the destination. It, well, right. But we don't know why God's filling this and what's happening along the way, how we're touching people by living our lives or do, just being who we are. But we might be watering. We might be. Maybe helping, planting, who knows? Helping people grow. Right, exactly. And I don't remember where I heard that parable from, but it's always stuck in my mind of, you know what? It's not that I have to be this spectacular, awesome, super Christian. It's that I have to be willing to be used by God. Hmm. So, sorry. I, that's just no, I like a little that. rabbit trail there. So, so to end the conversation, what is one thing that you 
wish unbelievers knew about Christians and Christianity? I think that unbelievers have this notion that Christians are the same Christians from 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, um, shoot, even 100 years ago, um, and that Christians are all the same. And the Christians that do wrong, the televangelists that steal from people, they are all the same. We're all lumped in, and and we're not. Um, We're all human. (laughs) We all make mistakes. Um, So the mistakes of Christians... You have to. I wish they knew that we were just we're humans and we make mistakes. And the only difference between me and you is that God. <laughs> That's it's just God. Mm. Um, it's the grace that was given to me through faith, not of myself. It was a gift, and so, um, that's what I wish. I wish they knew that. Hey, I'm I'm just as bad and broken as you are. Um. Well, it's the um, old Mark Lowry quote. I'm just a beggar telling another beggar where to get the bread. Right. There you go. Yep. Perfect. Perfect way to sum that up. So that's what I I like. I it. would wish that unbelievers knew about Christians. Mm. Anyways, what about you, buddy? My turn. So <laughs> He's you, like, are you going to ask? Well, no, ask? no, no. I just want to make sure you guys say what you got to say, boss. I'm so done. That was my final thought. At the thought. end of the day. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had to get my little my tagline. Um, You know the old song, When the Saints Go Marching In? When the Saints Go Marching In. Oh, when the saints go marching. Are you going to do this every time I start singing? Every time you start singing, I'm going to make a reverb. <laughs> but yeah, you know, but you know the old saints. Yeah. So uh, Andy Mineo, one of my, you, you know, I, I, he's one of my favorite rappers. Andy Mineo, Triple E, 116, Lecrae, you know. That's my that's my stuff. No, I don't know. Well, you should know. But anyway, so, so Andy Mineo, he had a song years ago, and it's called The Saints. And it, it's a playoff of when the saints go marching in, and that's okay. the chorus. But everything points back to... When the saints come marching in. And the whole idea is the fact of not just when the saints come marching to heaven, but when the saints walk into your community, what that means. Um, and in, in one of the verses, and I thought this was super cool, uh, he goes, okay, I get it. I know what they're thinking. We some kumbaya singing, corny Christians, keep your distance. Um, buy a ticket to a concert, pay a visit. I think it's odd. We them Blue Brothers 116, which is their hip-hop group, but 116, not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for the power of salvation, um, on a mission from God. I don't think they get it. I, I really think what they got to do is see it to believe it. I wasn't planning on leaving them. Give me the microphone with no gimmicks. I'm really living it. So when they come in and don't uh, don't know to get up on the evidence, I mean, he was rapping really fast here. Um, you ever want to get it, well, tell them to come and get it. I point them to God and tell them we're really with him. They think I'm tripping because I'm living for more than just rapping, but that's what happens when the saints come marching in. And the whole idea with that, the fact is, I mean, it's the fact of at the end of the day, what I wish Christians would do is to, when they say they follow Jesus, that they go out and they live like it, you know? And that's, that's where my, my thought is because so many people out in the world think Christians are corny mm-hmm. and that they're, they're like, they're just these, you know, we hold hands, we sing Kumbaya. It's like that y'all do some weird crap. I don't, y'all, are y'all normal? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what y'all doing. And obviously there's going to be some things that the world doesn't get that we do. Like we sing worship to God. We sit mm-hmm. and we learn from an old book. Like mm-hmm. some things they're just not going to get, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, I wish Christians would step up and go, you know, when someone invites you or when someone invites someone to the church that they don't go, oh, I don't want to go there. I know who goes to that church. Y'all don't look, y'all, y'all don't look like anything you say to believe. And so I don't think that's so much me answering the question of what do I wish unbelievers knew about Christianity, but I guess that's more of what I wish Christians did inside of Christianity is actually represent well the Jesus they claim to follow. I mean, we're always going to be different. Right. Christians are always, I mean, heck. But, but different for different sake, I think, is dumb. But we're going to be different naturally if we follow Jesus. Right. I, I, I mean, to say, yeah, I mean, that's, I love the 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 tagline from The Chosen, get used to different. <laughs> <laughs> is that really the tagline from the chosen? Get used to different. Get, get used to different because it is true. I mean, when you follow Christ, Christ following Christ is different. It's a different way of the natural thinking because why? We are naturally sinful and we are naturally drawn to our own desires and things that aren't good for other people. That's what we are naturally drawn to. We're naturally drawn to look after ourselves and be prideful and angry and hateful and spiteful and lustful and that's what our natural cause is. That's what the world naturally does. And so to not do those things is to be different from the world. We're called to be different from the world. We're called to be set apart 
for God. Um, I get what you're saying. You don't, you're saying, and, and I guess this say- is more so it, not the fact of we look just like you, but I'm more thinking of, I wish people in the un- unbelieving world actually knew that we actually lived by the, the gospel we preach. But the problem is, 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 is that if that makes sense? No, I, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're, you're, they go to church on Sunday and then they don't look any different from the world. That's the problem. Right. That's the big issue. Okay. You go hold hands and sing kumbaya and then you turn around and do this. And, and you're and, at the bar the next right. night getting drunk. Well, it reminds me of, and I don't want to go too much into the conversation, but the whole Ravi Zacharias thing that just came out where it was going all over the world preaching about Jesus, but now all of a sudden the truth of the reality of all these sexual misconducts and victims he left along the way and they've proven to all be true. You yeah, know, it's a sad thing. And, uh, but that's the call for us as Christians to go that people are watching. So what are they seeing? Right. Cause well, we're called to show our faith by our words. This is where the, yes, the sanctification process right. comes in that, you know, okay, well, you, you've been, you've been justified by Christ through Christ in Christ. Now what? Now, well, you should be a new creature creation. You should be sanctified in Christ through Christ and by Christ. Mm. It's not of ourself again, but it is a fruit that comes from the root. And the root is Christ. And if we're grafted in to the root, then we'll produce the fruit of Christ. Right. And what does that look like? Well, love, yeah. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, exactly. And what does all that faith, mean? Love. It's it's all love. The greatest of these is charity. What is charity? Love. I mean, love. Right. Um, you can preach with the tongues of many. You can prophesy. You can do all these things. You can cast out demons. But if you have not love, you have not nothing. You have nothing. Um. So, you know, now, now that you're, like, processing this out, I kind of, like, have this thought of, like, oh, I wish the outside world would think Christianity like this, but does the outside world think of Christianity like this because of how we're living our lives? I think it is. I think it's very much so that um, there's a lot of pew warmers. There's a lot of coffee mug Christians out there. Mm. Um, there's a lot of... Um, people that want to play church and and that's kind of that's kind of where i was getting at too with mine of uh, i wish they knew that not all christians are alike because broad is the gate to destruction and many are there and the way to god is very narrow and few will find it mm-hmm. um that's that speaks something powerful that means that this road of of christianity of following christ is not easy it's not the norm it's not the thing that um is widely accepted it's something that's different and looks different and it and it and this is that requires. hard thing because we understand that you know there's nothing we can do to make people decide to follow jesus because god is the one who has to transform the hearts but we still have the responsibility to go it's this awkward tension that we'll never understand it's there's an obedience factor right right so god does the work and we just have to be obedient that's, mm-hmm. that's what it's always been about from Abraham to Dave. It's always been about obedience to God, to the Israelites, to Moses. It's all about obedience, obedience and faithfulness. If you're my child. You'll obey mm-hmm. my it's, child. When they, when they hear their voice, they come right. It's, it's all obedience. And so, um, we have to be obedient. Hmm. God doesn't need us for anything. God doesn't need us to go out and present the gospel to anybody. God doesn't need us to do anything. God doesn't need us to pray. God doesn't need us to visit the sick or the uh, or take care of the poor. God doesn't need us for anything. God is God. We put God in a box and we think, okay, God has to use me as a vessel. God doesn't need to use you as a vessel. He can do whatever he wants. He's God. He's allowing us and giving us the opportunity to be obedient servants. Mm. And that's where it's at. Are you going to be an obedient servant? Can I say, well done, my good and faithful servant? Servant. You know, it, it's funny because people think of servants. They're like, oh, servants, slavery. This is like horrible. Oh, okay, I've just got to. The bond servant. Yeah, yeah. I've just got to. Oh, this is, I mean, there, there's a huge difference. And, and one of these days we'll probably get into the podcast. But there's, uh, there's a huge difference between what we think is slavery, like American slavery, and like slavery of the Bible. They were two drastically different things. Uh, the the slavery of a Bible was like, could it pay off? Now your there was actual slavery. Well, of course, we can't forget that. But that wasn't done by, like we're talking about biblical slavery, like slavery in, in the Jewish land, Israel's right. Mm, okay. Well, what happens every seven years? There was the year of jubilee, 
but the, the the slaves would be released, right? In right. Israel, right? From their, from their bond. From their bonds. Why were they in bonds? Well, because they were... They chose, but they, they weren't forced into it. They chose because well, of it. Too. Because of a debt or because they couldn't feed themselves or whatever. So they would go do these things. It was actually a way of protecting the same with the Same with if a family sold their land because they needed money. That same year of Jubilee, that money would be given back. Or that land would be given back and everything would be made as it was before. So there's it's a drastic drastic difference so when christ right it was, set up, to, it was a, set up to be to honestly it was set up to take care of one another right so when christ came as a what suffering servant servant he came to serve so why do we, do we think we're any better than the master mm-hmm. we are servants we're supposed to serve not only god but serve each other that's what love is about <laughs> it shows love and so why does God need us? He doesn't need us. He's just giving us the opportunity. This is an opportunity. This is something we should be excited about. That hey, God has chose us to be servants. We should obey. We should want to obey because He's chosen us. He's given us this great opportunity, but we don't see it as an opportunity. We see it as American slavery, where we're in bonds and chains, and that's not the slavery or the servanthood that He's talking about. So that's just the way I. That's fascinating. Anyways. You know, uh, there's a book that was written by uh, John Stott, which, side note, if you want another good podcast to listen to, Premier Radio from the UK, who does Unbelievable and Ask NT or mm-hmm. anything, they just dropped a new one where they take all of John Stott's sermons from the archives, and they're just posting them every single week. It's super cool. Um, but he wrote a book called Why I'm a Christian, and he kind of talks about, you know, the the intellectual thought, the, you know, moral, like, like these conversations we always have. Mm-hmm. But this was his big triumphal sentence. And I think you're going to love it. You ready? All right. So he said, the most significant factor lies elsewhere in terms of why I'm a Christian. The most significant factor lies elsewhere. And it is on this that I intend to concentrate this final chapter. Why I'm a Christian is due ultimately neither to the influence of my parents and teachers, nor to my own personal decision for Christ, but to the quote unquote hound of heaven. That is, it is due to Christ himself who who pursued me relentlessly even when I was running away from him in order to go my own way. And if it was not for the gracious pursuit of the hound of heaven, I would today be the scrap heap of wasted and discarded lives. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get any better than that. That was good. That's a, that's, that's, that's a Very quote. True. That's a quote. Very true though. So at the end of the day, why are you a Christian? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the intellectual thought or my own decision or my teachers or my upbringing. It was the fact that, you know, Christ directed my steps. And hound, he was the heaven hound. <laughs> the, the, oh, the hound of heaven. Now, this was also written years ago when it was a, now we're like, the what? What's that? The hound of heaven. Yep. But it, that, this that's is why. Somebody that's like. And this is why. Me. Hey, Mark. Hey, yeah. Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. They're hounding you. Right. And, and you know, this goes back to why I think the song. Now, I, I still don't like the word reckless, but this is why the song reckless love has exploded where the fact of the fact of Christ pursued me. Like if we're called into him, I'm not saying I like the word. I'm just saying why it's a very popular song. Yeah, I just, I struggle. I know I just struggle with, cause God is never reckless. I agree. I He's agree. But I'm just saying, but the reason why it's so popular is because I, the fact I of, get you. I, get I realized that God literally pursued me. And so that should not cause us to, that should cause us to rejoice and triumph in what Christ has done. But then should cause us to, to humble ourselves before men. Cause I'm no better than you. I'm no better than anybody else walking right. across the street. I ain't better than nobody. But a lot of times Christians like to go, oh, I'm a follower of Jesus, so I need to get my way. Y'all persecute me because because you're censoring me on faith. That's not persecution because last time I checked, they ain't dragging John Piper onto the street and putting a bullet to his head and saying, you follow Jesus? Yep, that's persecution. Yep. But I'm just a beggar showing note. other beggars where the bread's at. <laughs> I like that quote. I'm just a beggar showing other beggars where the bread's at. We might have to use that quote. I like that one. <laughs> is that where we should end this one? I'm just a beggar. I'm just telling a beggar. other beggars. Hey, beggars! This is where the bread. This is who giving out the bread. So let's go get it. I got me some. I'm telling others about. Hey, there's the bread down there, man. But any other yeah. final thoughts for this whole folk? Because you know we're no, trying man. to refocus think, and center ourselves. I think that's the good. That that's a good place to end it. Is hey, I'm a Christian because Christ has pursued me and and helped me to be one. And now, and now I got to be obedient and tell the other beggars where the bread's at. <laughs> Go be a good so. beggar. <laughs> Time for fun facts with February. <laughs> all right, my dude, let me pick my nose, do all my, you know, at the end of the day, it goes back to fat, you know. 
We're ready to crack my neck before I do the intro. All the weird quirks that we do on RTC. But my yes. dude, we have had so many fun facts. And you have yeah. yet to run out of a fun fact. I'm so curious to see when you run out of a fun fact. That's going to be fun. We're coming up on 100 episodes. That means we're getting 100 fun facts now. That's a butt ton of fun facts. Wow. <laughs> but so I always ask if you have one. I know you do. I don't know why I always ask if you have a fun fact. You always have a fun fact. You, you, and about every third episode, you say this exact I know. Line. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But Fuller, what fun fact you got for us tonight, my All dude? All right. The fun fact of the day, Mark and listeners, did you know that the pound or the hashtag symbol isn't officially called hashtag or pound? Wait, 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 wait. It's not called the pound? It's not called a pound or a Hashtag. Hashtag. I mean, I, obviously, but I thought it was I, it was always just the pounds, the pound key. Because even when you call someone, they're like, right, press you know, pound for further options. Yeah, or yeah, like right. after you like put in your PIN number followed by the pound sign. Right. So it's a technical name, or its technical name is Octothorpe. Yeah, I'm. thank God we don't say that. <laughs> the, Octothorpe this, Octothorpe that. Octothorpe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you want to follow. <laughs> you want to follow us, Octothorpe. Real yeah. No, that'd be so, bad. So the octo means eight to refer to its points. Though reports disagree on where Thorpe came from, some claim it was named after an Olympian, Jim Thorpe, while others argue it was just not a nonsense suffix. So at the end of the day, we really don't know where the, the term even comes from. Well, we know octo, where octo comes from. But yeah, octothorpe is what it's actually, that's the technical name, octothorpe. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we need to write a blog post about this. Why Why you need to up your Octothorpe game for your social media handles. Octothorpe Real Talk Christian Podcast. <laughs> you know, dude, hashtags are one of those things where, you know, I use hashtags on most of our Instagram posts, and sometimes mm -hmm. they do great, and then sometimes they don't do jack squat. And I don't, it's, it's like, hard to always figure it out. Like the Octothorpe, the chosen giveaway that we had. I'm just saying, I'm, I was a little disappointed in the turnout. Yeah. It's okay though. We still Anyways. love you. We still <laughs> we love still you guys. Love you. But this is this is why because some people might be listening right now and be like, "What? You guys had a giveaway? I didn't know you guys had a giveaway." We have giveaways. That's all why you the gotta time. follow us on social right? media, whether Facebook Real Talk Christian Podcast or Instagram Real Talk Christian Podcast. You can email us. We got to get that email list tidied up a little bit so when we have giveaways, we can tell. Yeah, because I mean, email. right now we just kind of sometimes we mention it on the podcast. Yeah, we sometimes just go, it's Boop. just sporadic. Sometimes like the chosen giveaway was just that like, was a, hey, that was just a, we're doing it. We're just hey, I'm gonna do this and we're gonna just. We're going to just do it. And here's the deal. Every time we've done a giveaway, there have not been a lot of entries in these giveaways. I know. I'm so shocked. It's so like people are like, stuff. I never win anything. Well, yeah. you literally have a very high shot, even though and we have hundreds of listeners that listen to every single episode. And it's not like we ask them to do hard. It's no. like tag, comment, like that's it. Share the post. Share the post. And it's like free stuff, free to you. You don't even have to pay shipping. Like, we pay the shipping. So on. how about this? Okay, how about this? I'm going to mark in my show notes. We're going to do a giveaway right now. What? We're doing it. A giveaway? I wasn't even ready right. for this. We're going to give away. <laughs> we just randomly like, all right, let's just give something let's away Let's just now. give some stuff away. We're going to give away the RTC tote bag, <gasps> the lifestyle tote bag. We haven't done that one yet. Wow. We're going to no, do the haven't. RTC tote bag giveaway. Janiel's going to want this one because she, she she's really gonna wants enter. it. She's, she's going to enter. She's going to enter. Janiel, your name can legit be entered this time. So... How should we make people try to win this? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, I got some ideas. I think we should Octothorpe. We should Octothorpe it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so how about this? If you leave a review or have left a review, you have to screenshot it and email it to us. Podcast at gmail.com. But that's only a few people. But if you don't have Apple iTunes. You what can, about the people that do Spotify? They can listen to it. They can leave us a review on Facebook. And get, they can leave reviews on Facebook, and then after that, Take they can picture. do it. Yeah. So just screenshot your your your. Or just, you know what? I need to do this still. I will do this before the episode. Or we're gonna. Should we do this? Maybe we should talk about this because we don't have a Google My Business yet, where people can leave reviews for us on Google itself. They don't have that yet, but we're not a business. So. But leave her, so we're not going to do that. We're talking out loud. So we're going to do this Apple Podcasts. This is what happens when we just randomly say, we're going to do a giveaway. Yeah, let's do Apple Podcasts. Let's do Facebook reviews and okay. screenshot those and send it to us. Okay. What about Instagram? Instagram? Let's see. Here's where it gets This is where muddy. it gets hard. Okay. Here's a fun one. These are the only three. We're going to do something different. All right? All right. So review. If you already left one, just screenshot and send it to us. Okay. Facebook, leave a review and send it to us. Okay. Or text your friend. 
Or let's, message your friend one of our episodes. Let's do new reviews, though. New, no, not not the old reviews? Not the old ones, because they've gotten the, the mini swags and stuff. So, I mean, they can they can do another review. That's fine. I'm okay with them doing, like, another review on, on like, Facebook. Facebook or something. Or, but. so, so okay, review on Apple iTunes, review on Facebook, or if you message or text a friend an RTC episode and then screenshot and oh, email it to us or, yeah. or message us, we'll get you in the drawing for the free tote bag. How about that, ladies so and gentlemen? So how long is this, uh, this going to go on for? Till the next episode drops. So next so one Thursday, week. one week from the re- time of release is when you have to do it. Okay. How about that? All right. Sounds good. How about that? We're about to run out of our music. We have 15 seconds left before our music ends. So just like always, guys, realtalkchristianpodcast.com, place to go for everything. Get your name in the, the giveaway. We want to give away that tote bag. Hit us up, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Ooh, we got five seconds. But until next time, guys. Take it easy.